Microphone check. Can you hear me? Yeah, y'all can hear me. Welcome to the Shaw's Law Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Shaw. We have a Monday mailbag dropping on a Tuesday because sometimes my life gets a little hectic. But here we are. As usual, I love you guys for listening. Let's get the plugs out the way in the beginning. It's the off-season. Look out for some off-season writing from me on theplaygrounder.com. Don't forget to send me your trades from tradenba.com so you can get featured on the Playgrounder NBA Trade Pod hosted by who but me. Yeah, you know, two pods, pod God. More importantly than that, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be a real one's birthday. 31. Washed. Full spin cycle. Me. Like, it's over for me. What did Jim Jones say? It's over for that balling. It's real quiet on the set for that. I'm washed now. I'll still shoot your head off, though. Like, don't go under the screen. This is really a hand cannon. Um... Other rap lyrics that work right now. What's that Drake joint? Birthday at midnight. Wonder what's next for me. Longevity. Wonder how long they'll check for me. Probably forever if I stay in my zone. That's really how I'm feeling. I almost gave you guys... Today I almost gave you guys a pod where... I like just really talked my shit. Like, told y'all how I got here to you listening to me or how I hooked up with the Playgrounder or what I've done to get where I am. Not that I've made it or um, anything significant, but I almost told y'all, like, the real story, like, how I put my time and my money behind this and I put my money where my mouth is, but I'm not ready to give y'all that. I I almost gave it to y'all as, like, it's my birthday and I'm going to tell my story. But I'm probably save that for the new year. I'll probably get Yoshan and we're going to wax poetic about what we did. Like, when we tell you we love basketball, like, I'm going to put y'all behind the scenes. But I'm not ready to give y'all that just yet. So, all right, I've already mentioned Drake. So, our first mailbag question um, comes from Riley McInerney who always and forever holds it down for me and Yosh. Like, that's forever gang. He was like, could you wax poetic about Drake? And I was really ready to come in here and wax poetic. But then I got to talking with my cousins yesterday. They came up, surprised me, showed me a little birthday love. I love them for that. But we got to talking about views. Oh, my God. That album is dookie like i know they were telling like my brother was like nah you gotta go back and listen there was some joints on that it's drake there's gonna be joints that shit sucked my my cousin bean was like nah you bugging that aged gracefully and then they were like running off songs at me and they were like you gotta re-listen and fine you know what I'll re-listen. So I went on my little run today. You know me. Three mile man. Gotta get it in. Gotta get it how I live. Turned on views. I thought about running in traffic. Oh my god. That is a bad Drake album. Like it's probably not his worst. Uh, More Life is also garbage. But those are like the bottom two of his discography for me. 
Like, Drake will kill you with three things. Like, Feature Drake is going to knock your head off. Every time, Feature Drake is going to knock your motherfucking head off. Also, Lucy Drake. Oh, man, this didn't make the album. Yeah, he's going to wrap a box around that ass when it doesn't make the album. 5 a.m. in Toronto, Club Paradise, Dreams Money Could Buy. Like, all the Lucys he gave you on uh, Care Package, because Drake is the Lucy King. And lastly, Drake is going to smoke the intro. And somehow, Views is the one album he just did not smoke the intro. All in the family just, it doesn't get it done for me. Like, just overall as an album, I was even going back. I'm sorry, not All in the Family. Keep the Family Close. Keep the Family Close didn't do it for me. Like, compared to his other intros, you just, it's just, if you put We Are the uh, Keep the Family Close and his other intros side by side, you would very much come up with one of these is not like the others. Um, Nine is cool. You with me? How long is you with me, actually? Because for... I want to see how long the actual song is. Because for a big chunk of it, trash. Then the beat flips and he starts rapping. And I'm like, oh man, this is the Drake I love. I always liked Western Roads flows. Like, I, like that, that Drake is just kind of for me. Where he's just riding the beat, rapping. That, that, that Drake is always going to get me. Child's playing pop style. We're cool. This album just doesn't do much for me. And I know Riley wanted me to tell y'all how much I love Drake. And I do love Drake. Like, y'all heard me. Birthday at midnight. Wonder how long. Like, I was. I thought I was Drake for a minute. I was really rapping to y'all. That's my guy. Just this album left a lot to be desired for me personally. Like, this isn't one I'll come back to. I know Drake has better albums to other people, but my personal favorite Drake project is, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's just not even... I mean, there's other... Take Care and Nothing Was The Same also hold special places in my heart, but if you're reading this, it's too late. Dropped All-Star Weekend in New York. Me and Yosh... In New York, rookie sophomore game, all-star practice. Um, Michael Jordan had, it was like the 50th, not the 50th. It was some wild anniversary for Jordan. So we got these Jordan bags and fly, And like a me and Yosh at all-star weekend in New York City together is always going to be wild to me because that's my right-hand man. I love going to games with him. And then for our collective favorite rapper to drop some heat. Oh, man. B, I was so gassed with running through the six with my woes. I was thinking, damn, All-Star Weekend is in Toronto next year. Me and Yosh might have to go to Toronto and take a flick, and that'll be the caption. That's how, oh, boy. That's the one for me. You want me to wax poetic? That's the one. He's just, it's just Drake B, like that. That's rapidy rap Drake. I know they're like, oh man, I don't want trap Drake. Well, that's y'all. Me? Bring me trap Drake. Like that Drake, where he's just in that real rapper bag. 
Oh, boy. All right, so that's me waxing poetic on Drake. Like, I gave y'all the good, which is everything but views and... What is the other one called? The other one I hate? I, I said it earlier. Y'all remember that? That one sucked, too. But everything else is fire. And my personal favorite Drake album is... If you're reading this, it's too late. I just... I think it has some of that nostalgia for me. Like, they, I remember being on the train, going to the city, listening to this, and I'm like, damn, this nigga rapping, rapping. And then, overall, like, I just enjoyed the music on that. It's a solo pod. These are normally short, so I'm going to just ramble. I'm going to tell you if I got skips on if you're reading this, is too late. We could go, Legend. Not a skip for me. Love Legend. One of those fire intros I keep telling y'all about. Energy is cool. It's not my favorite. Ten Bands, cool. Not my favorite. Um, Know Yourself. Obviously, I told you I wanted to go all the way to Toronto for All-Star Weekend so me and my brother could take a flick with the caption from Know Yourself. No Telling, I'm in. Madonna. Oh, man. you. I, I flipped on Madonna. Oh, I hated Madonna. Then I gave Madonna a re-listen like two months ago, and I was like, "Oh, I'm wildin'. This is, oh man, nah, Drake, you in this? Do you you got this? My fault." Um, Six God, Star Six Seven, Young Nigga Preach. Oh boy, talk to me. Wednesday night interlude used to Six Man is iffy. Like I'm like the basketball guy. Six Man like Lou Will. It's a little cheesy for me. Now and forever. That fucks with that. Company, gotta go. Nah, gotta go with company. Love company. You in the six? Oh. <sighs> when mom told him never take advice and that was great advice, then you know what I felt. Jungle. And then 6 p.m. in New York where I gave you the birthday quote from. This album just does it for me. Another question. What's one bad bad habit you're trying to get over right now? A bad habit I'm trying to move away from. I should probably curse less. I should definitely say the N-word less. So I guess those are two that I'm, I should be moving away from. I picked up soda recently. And I'm not really a soda drinker. Like I do a really good job of drinking water and uh, sports drinks. And I, I do like soda, but like I know like those are empty calories and it's not good for me. So the biggest thing is I got to get away from soda again. One good habit I'm trying to hone right now. I told you guys I was three mile man. Over the summer, I was really getting after it. Running like three, four, five miles a day. Running is a loose term. Like I'm not walking. I never walk. I jog the whole time, but it's not very fast. And I want to get back to running consistently it's getting colder but with COVID I don't think there's going to be any rec leagues for me this summer I mean this winter god that hurts my soul so I want to just get back to running consistently even if it's three three days a week three miles like I got to get it in if money wasn't a thing what's your ideal job slash career I want to do what I'm doing right now professionally I want to talk shit and I want my opinion to matter. I, if uh, secretly, 
like my closest friends know this like my inner circle knows that this is how i feel if a new video game comes out and i play it and i tweet or i talk on a pod and i say oh this game is fire i want people to value my opinion if i think a draft prospect is being overrated by um, mass media and i'm and i can give you my points i want people to value that I tell you a book is fire. I want to be your media personality, I guess is the best way to say it. Like, I want you guys to, when it comes to sports and like the culture or things I'm into, I've always said that I'm happily the intersection of sports and nerds. And I just want to, I want my opinion to matter in those two realms. So if I tell you the new Pokemon game is super hot fire, I want you rushing to go get it off the strength of, damn, Rob said that. Oh, the new Avengers game is solid, 7 out of 10. If a 7 out of 10 gets you to go get the game, then I want you to get it. If you value my opinion, you're like, damn, Rob only thinks it's a 7. That's $60 I'm not ready to spend right now. I want that to be it. I just told y'all views suck. I want you guys to, I want my opinion to matter to people that listen on like whatever it is I'm talking about and that I feel comfortable chatting about. Uh, If I give you some football opinions, those are probably going to suck. I don't put in enough time in football, but you want to talk, you want to chat basketball. I'm here for it. You want to talk superhero video games and movies, or you want to rap Pokemon Let's go. Like, these are things that are in my wheelhouse. So if money wasn't an object and I could do, like, my dream job is to podcast and YouTube and create content on the things that, like, I absolutely love. So when quarantine first started and I didn't have to go to work, like, I really dove in and made a Harry Potter Pokemon crossover series because those are things that I really like. There was no basketball happening and those nerd things or geek chic, whatever you want to call it are what I like to focus on when I'm not wrapped up in basketball and I'm wrapped up in basketball a lot. And I've said Pokemon like 12 times. So let's get into a question about Pokemon. This comes from my boy, uh, top scoop Triz. He's the editor at the playgrounder.com. When I write stuff, it's his job to go in and basically do word surgery. He needs to make it, he needs to take what nonsense I said and make it presentable to the masses. So I can't thank him enough for that. And his mailbag question is, what is my all-time Pokemon dream team? Once again, I told y'all I'm a nerd, so I'm going to wax poetic really, really quickly. My all-time team probably features a busload of dragons. That's my favorite typing. But I saw this really cool thing on Reddit, and I've never been able to let it go. So I'm actually going to give you what I call the Reddit team. So you have one evolution, one starter Pokemon, one legendary, one pseudo-legendary, and then just your favorite. So my favorite evolution is Umbreon. It's Umbreon followed by Sylveon and then everybody else. 
My favorite starter Pokemon is Charizard. I'm 31 by the time you're hearing this. I was here for the first generation of Pokemon. I've always liked dragons. I know Charizard technically is not a dragon. You couldn't tell me that when Pokemon came out. It looked like a dragon. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So Charizard was a dragon, and it will always be that in my mind. Preferably shiny black Charizard. I just think it's cool. It's also where I am on Umbreon. Umbreon with the black and the blue just works for me. My favorite pseudo-legendary is normally Dragonite, but lately it's been a toss-up between Dragonite and Garchomp. For those that don't know, a pseudo-legendary is not quite a legendary, but it has a three-stage evolution and 600 600 total base points. Told you I'm a Pokemon nerd. I think we'll go with Dragonite today just because he's been really, really killing it for me in Pokemon Go right now. So I'll show Dragonite's my favorite pseudo today. Ooh, what am I missing? I did Evolution. Oh, and your fossil's supposed to be on it. Tyrantrum, and it's not even close. He's a T-Rex. He has a crown. I like crowns. He has a beard. I have a beard, and I think my beard makes me look cool. It probably doesn't, but in my head, I'm like a king with a beard and a crown and T-Rex, and then he, even though he's not a dragon, he's technically a dragon type, so... Tyrantrum, not even close. Favorite dragon. Uh, Sorry, favorite fossil. What am I missing? Legendary and favorite. My favorite legendary can fluctuate, but overall it's probably Tapu Koko. He's just cool. Like, it's just cool. Electricity's cool. Infamous is like some of my favorite games. Wow, I'm really on one. I'm just rambling left and right today. Anyway, but Tapu Koko. And then my overall favorite is Haxorus from the Unova region. Unova's based on America. It's a dragon. Surprise, surprise. Um, Shiny Haxorus is black with red tusks slash blades. It's a gorgeous shiny... It's my absolute favorite. He is not a pseudo-legendary. I wish he was a pseudo-legendary. Because those extra 60 base points somewhere else would really move him up in the competitive battling tier. Which I'm not in because I just struggle with it. Like, the calcs are a lot for me. But, boy do I wish I was like a good competitive Pokemon battler. Uh, That's a lot of Pokemon talk from me today. But, I mean, it's where we are. Other questions or other things that I wanted to talk about and I just don't want to miss. Oh! (coughs) Other things that were sent are... This is from my boy Justin Horvers. If you had only one gaming system, even Game Boys, to play in the NBA bubble, what are you playing? What system would I bring to the bubble? Is This is a miraculous question. Now, I'm, I'm just going to ramble because this is what I do. If I was a regular NBA player 
and this was the question that was asked of me in a regular non-COVID, non-bubble situation, it's the Nintendo Switch easily. I can play it on the plane. I can play it while we're traveling. I can play it in the hotel. If I bring the dock, I can set it up on the TV. It's just the perfect travel companion video game. The dock doesn't take up a ton of space, so it's very easy to hook up. And you can play it anywhere. Oh, on the bus. So, regular NBA season, if this was the question, it's my Switch easily. Inside the bubble where there's no travel, the Switch loses its advantage of how great it is, how portable it is. And I think I would just bring my PlayStation because the only time I'm really going to be playing in the bubble is in the hotel room. So I'm just going to bring like the my best system with the most hardware. I, especially for me, in the bubble situation, I have a backlog of games that I'm supposed to be beating that I just bought when I saw them on sale or that I'm waiting for them to go on sale so I can play them. So since we're on it, I'll I'll fill you guys in on what the backlog of games is. Right now, I am playing Avengers Assemble. Yosh got that for me. It's really fun. It does a really good job of making you feel like certain superheroes, and that's that's what I like. Like the Batman Arkham series, particularly Arkham Knight, really made me feel like I was Batman. There were certain things that I could have lived without in that game, like platforming the Batmobile is always going to be a no for me. One, I'm not huge into platforming. Second of all, I don't want to platform a fucking race car with guns that turns into a tank. Um, Spider-Man for the PS4 is probably the best superhero video game experience I've had as far as mainstream superheroes. Just off the strength of... It's, I really felt like Spider-Man, like the Arkham series did a good job of Batman. They might have done an equal job, I just think it would be overall cooler to be Spider-Man. Like swinging through the city as opposed to driving, everybody drives. Even if it's the coolest car in the world that turns into a tank, everybody can drive. Not everybody can shoot webs through New York City. This does a really good job of making you feel like you're the hero. You, I've spent a bulk of time as Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel with the big hands. I, I've never wanted to be her, so her missions are fun and the parts of her are new and interesting. But when you really get into the nitty gritty of the game and you get to be Hulk, like Hulk is fun. Being Iron Man, oh, the feel when you're flying and you're shooting off the repulsors and you charge up and you go to the unibeam or there's a bunch of bad guys and you charge your special up and you click l1 and l2 and you get into the hulkbuster suit and start knocking heads off so avengers assemble is what i'm playing right now but i also have final fantasy 15 that i wanted to play and i've started and it's been okay the Final Fantasy VII Remake is in the list of games I want to get my hands on. The Last of Us 2. I really, really enjoyed The Last of Us, the first one. Shout out to Sean and Ronell. Those are my boys, and they put me on to that. 
and I love The Last of Us 1. I was years late, but better late than never is what they say. So, that I want to get my hands on The Last of Us 2. And I have Red Dead Redemption, and I'm just sitting on it. Red Dead 2, I downloaded it, haven't really gotten far into it, but I have a backlog of games so to answer Justin's question, I'd bring my PlayStation and when we weren't practicing and we weren't doing team activities, I'd be trying to knock off that backlog of games. Riley also asked me to talk about console wars. We have the Xbox Series 1 X seven whatever the new Xbox is coming out and the PlayStation 5. Me, personally, I'm a PS5 guy, or I'm a PlayStation guy. I did Xbox for a while, and there were definitely some things I really liked about it. I had the original Xbox, and then I moved on to the 360. 360 sort of kind of gave me a bunch, load of, a, a bunch of problems. Like, throughout the life of that system, I had a lot of them. Some of the things that went wrong, I was definitely involved with. Um, sometimes, I feel like two or three of mine in Jordans just got the red ring of death. Like, we ain't do nothing, they got the red ring of death. Um, one of them, I had it modded, uh, thanks to my boy. My boy was modding Xboxes. He'd mod it for 60 and then you could buy games from him for 10 That was a cheat code. That was awesome. You mean $60 the cost of a new game, I can get all the rest of my games for the next life of the console for 10 Well, if the console had any life and stopped dying every three seconds, this would have been perfect. And after, like, the third Xbox died, I was like, or the fourth or fifth, I was just like, well, let me just get a PlayStation. And they're like, well, nah, PlayStation has stuff go wrong, too. But... At that point, I was like, well, let me just try a new problem. And my PlayStation 3 lasted me a really good amount of time, and I didn't want to sell it. But when the PlayStation 4 came out, I was able to sell my PlayStation for $100 or $150 and put that towards the PS4, and I was, like, really one of the first dudes with it. Like, I... I beat a lot of y'all to this PS4 thing. And for the longest time, I had the original PlayStation 4, and it's it did good. It started slowing down. Now it's in my it's in Remy's room, and he plays it, and I have the Slim, and that's been nothing but good to me. So I am a PlayStation guy through and through. Last mailbag question. When you think of a successful person, who do you think of? Another good one from Riley. <clears throat> um, so the first answer that comes to my mind is my mom. I know that's not the answer you guys want here, but my mom is a successful entrepreneur. Like, she really did this shit. She owned a store for damn near 20 years. Not even damn near. But damn near says, like, it got cut off at year 19. My mom owned her own store and held another full-time job for 20-plus years. Let's give my mom a round of applause. That... My mom is a real one. 
But as far as in the industry where I would like to make it as a podcaster slash media personality, because I think that's the ultimate goal. Like, I don't necessarily know that I want to be a journalist. I would like to be a sport. I'd like to be a sports and culture personality. Like, when, when you pull me up to your show and you got to throw my name in the right corner graphic, Rob Shaw, a.k.a. the Pod God, a.k.a. Bob Ball, a.k.a. Uh, no, but, like, when you throw up Rob Shaw and then, like, what I am, um, media personality, uh, culture man, not culture man, culture man doesn't work, um, but, like, I want to be a voice for the inner like i said the intersection between hip-hop nerdism and basketball and sports in general but mainly basketball so like in that world if i could do the little dragon ball z thing and fuse two people i like the raw unfilteredness of the Joe Budden podcast, like how Joe just sort of gives it up 110%. Like he's never sugarcoating who he is, is something I strive for and struggle with. Like this is my own podcast. And sometimes I'm like, dang, did I curse too much? And then Bill Simmons, because he's the original for me, merger of, sports and pop culture that's what grantland was that's what the ringer is and i want to do that and look at me look at me like because i know what i want to say here and i'm like a little uptight about saying i want to do that but black like i want to do similar to what bill simmons does but i want to do it as a black voice especially because a lot of the things that are pop culture are black things and we're not getting enough black voices on them in big enough platforms with that said don't forget to vote let's get everybody's voice heard on these matters unless you're voting for trump i'm gonna say that too like i'm not here for that look at me thinking about deleting it this is my podcast why do i have to delete it i can say what the fuck i want like fuck and i just want to be able to get my shit off on a big platform where the guys that love me, love me. And if you don't love me, still listen and subscribe. Just just hate listen. And you can DM me and tell me I'm whack. But just know if you take that route, you're talking to a real nigga. I'm going to write back and tell you. Well, I won't tell you what I'll tell you. But try it out and see how it happens. But with that said, I got into a place I don't necessarily know that I should have went. But here we are, the 10, 15, 20 of you guys that listen consistently are probably people that know what I'm like in real life to begin with. And those of you that don't that are listening, man, as a matter of fact, nah, there's some people that deserve shout outs. Um, George. Uh let me see if I can find his Twitter. I, I gotta give Son a shout out. Because he just shows so much love. And I don't even know 
if I deserve the love he shows, like, you guys know Riley always got my back. Like, that's real love. Riley's been with me for forever supporting. My boy Michael Dalio, who produced the intro to this, deserves a shout out. Because, like, you guys don't have to show this kind of love. And you guys do. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. But at least these people have met me in real life and I get where they're coming from. George is a dude from Newburgh and I've never met him. George Chars. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. He's just a cool dude. He always gives feedback on the pod or an article or I tweet out an NBA question. Boom. As a matter of fact, now nah, here's an example. Yo, I tweet out the other day. Who's your... Who's your team and who's somebody you want to see them target in the offseason? Boom. First reply. My team is the Lakers and I want to see them get go after Serge Ibaka. First of all, mind blown. Great idea, George. Like, And then he doubles back and I'm like, yo, that's a really good idea. And he was like, yeah, it'd be like Dwight with a three ball. And at this stage in their careers, that's very they're very similar defensively. I might even say uh, Serge moves better on the perimeter. Except Dwight needs to, can only help you offensively through vertical spacing. Serge can still give you some of that, but he also has range. He can hit a jump shot. He'll hit the 15-foot jump shot, and it extends out to the three-point line. So I thought that was a great response. Um, my boy Sparks, he also responded. He said DeMar DeRozan to the Magic, and one, I think he's wild for that. But he, he just told me, he was like, yo, I don't think... We're going to get anybody else. And my response to that was, so you want to pay DeMar for you guys to be, what, the fifth seed? And he was like, probably still like the sixth or seventh. There's teams that are still going to be better than us, but DeMar helps us. Couldn't be me. Like, I don't really like DeRozan's game like that. But I I get it. It's a realistic option for his team and something that they need to improve on. Who else I want to shout out? My son Big Frank always holds it down. My boy Justin Horvers. Who else? Marquise Loveless. Like, dang, this is probably why people really don't do shout outs. Because I'm going to miss somebody. And it's going to suck. But if I missed you, my fault, B. I swear it wasn't on purpose. But... I need you guys to know I appreciate you so much. There wasn't a lot of basketball talk on this pod. And I'm sure some people might hate that. But I think I opened up a little bit and and let you guys know that I want to talk about other things besides basketball sometimes. Particularly in the offseason where there's no basketball. There's no college basketball right now. There's no NBA basketball right now. So allow me to open up and divulge some of my other interests to you guys. Once again, I'm Robert Shaw, a.k.a. Shaw's Law Podcast, a.k.a. The Pod God. This has been the Shaw's Law Podcast. You can find my basketball writing when I pick up the pen. Oh, and low-key, I don't... My pen is kind of nice. Like, I'm not the illest writer, but my pen is kind of nice sometimes. But that's besides the point. You can find me at theplaygrounder.com. 
Don't forget to check out the Playgrounder Trade Pod. Um, I'll get one of those out to you this week. I'm booking guests. So you want to get your voice on a podcast so you can wax poetic like Rob does? Send me a fire trade because I'm booking guests now. Once again, this has been the Shaw's Law Podcast. I appreciate every single one of you that has listened. Thank you for your time.